ready for action. Nip it in the bud, we never relaxing. Outcast is everlasting. Not clashing, not at all. But see, my went to do a little acting. Now that's for anyone asking. Give me one. Drip, drip, drop. There it goes, an orgasm. It is DFS MVP week number 17. TJ, oh, this was a wonderful double disc. This yeah. uh, this album was 2003. I basically spent most of the year listening uh, to Speaker Box and The Love Below. Please tell us a little bit more about this. Uh, the one that brought us in today was The Way You Move, uh, Outcast featuring Sleepy Brown. And like you mentioned, that's off the double album, Speaker Box, The Love Below from 2003. Uh, that song from the intro, as well as all of the intro songs from the podcast, can be found on DFS MVP Spotify playlist. Just go to Spotify, search DFS MVP, or check out my Twitter at TG Hernandez. I'm always tweeting out the link with the Spotify playlist along with the link to the podcast. Before we get into everything today, if you're a sports better and you want to be a winning NFL better, make sure you check out weekly selections from NFL Sharp James Salinas. He's the most successful super contest winner of all time visit sharpanglesports.com and start winning today all right very good so here's what we got today it's the week 17 plays the old oh who's motivated to play mm-hmm. in this game well i mean there's different levels of motivation if guys are playing then they're motivated to play yep. but are they playing because they want to get to the playoffs are they not playing because the team's already in the playoffs? Do they have incentives to hit? There's a lot of different things surrounding this, right? So yep. usually what we do is we come in, we go position by position for our core plays for FanDuel and DraftKings. Then we got a theory segment. Today we're going to look a little bit deeper into the games themselves, a few of these games, um, and then talk about some plays a little bit later on. TJ, where do you want to start with this, man? Uh, I, I kind of want to go game by game because week 17 um, – like for for our value plays that we usually do every week, where where those value plays or our core plays usually plays that we're sticking to in cash games. Uh, in week seventeen, it I'm pretty much trying to stick to the teams that we know need to win to get into the playoffs. Uh, for a couple reasons, like you said, the 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 motivation's kind of a, a misnomer a little bit, but we're really worried about teams that could be uh, resting starters to get uh, before the playoffs. Teams that could be trying to get a look at rookies. Uh, teams that are just trying to give injured players a rest at the end of the season. Uh, so we want to stick to cash games, the highest floor plays, the guys that are going to be in for the entire game. Uh, So it just happens that those players that are in those games that uh, they need to win to get in or need help to get in along with the win, uh, those players happen to be our top values of the week. So we'll go through each of those games, uh, those most important games of the week, and talk about uh, which players are relevant and how you can get... It's going to be a a lot of studs and and names that we're used to, but uh, we'll sprinkle in the ones that could help you uh, fit in some of those high-priced guys. Yeah, you're going to need to find a couple of those. Let's start with the Cowboys and Redskins. I think you and I are both on the wide receiver that's kind of ascending the last mm-hmm. two weeks. And he's from my alma mater, Kansas. So I've been nice. uh, following his career, his brief career here, but Cowboys have to win to get in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they got to win. They got to hope the Eagles lose too, but that's, you know, that Eagles game is not going to have any issue because they'll be playing at the same time. Right. So let's get into the Cowboys here. There's really only one play act two plays from this team mm-hmm. that I like and the rest you can wipe away. So who do you like for the Dallas side? Yeah, so we got uh, Dallas favored by 11 with an implied point total over 28. And, uh, I mean, yeah, we we do talk about Week 17 kind of being crazy, but uh, 
Vegas still wants to put out good lines, so we can follow these lines um, and and get some guidance as to uh, which teams we can we can target still, even even if we are worried about playing time. So we're going to keep looking at, at those things. Uh, luckily, I th- is this the first time that the NFL didn't put out the times until week sixteen was over? It's something really smart. Maybe they did I just it don't last, remember. Last year. Okay, um, it's a great move because mm-hmm. pretty much we don't have to worry for the most part about things not coming. Um, things not being important because of team one. I think there's only one or two scenarios um, that we need to worry about like that. But for the most part, like the Cowboys here, you mentioned they need to win and the Eagles are playing at the same time. So they'll be playing the whole game. Uh, But with all that said, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott are uh, the studs that we're, we're looking at from this game. The guys that are valued at the top. These are actually probably the two um, cash game staples, even though there are a lot of options. We have Dak projected as a top two value on both sides, a top value on DraftKings. He's priced at $8,000 on FanDuel, uh, 6300 on DK. And then Zeke, also a top two value at running back on both sides. He's the top value on FanDuel, 8700 on FanDuel, 8000 on DK. Uh, Washington, their their defense has struggled all year. Uh, 23rd in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. 29th allowed to running backs. Uh, the thing to look at with Dak here, um, I don't think there's any contract uh, issues here for him, but 401 yards away from a 5,000 yard uh, season. So that's obviously a huge milestone if, if you're looking for some kind of narrative there. But those are the two guys that are going to be staples of cash, staples of this game. Um, Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, you're going to want to look at GPPs, but their play's been so erratic that even though they are motivated to win, um, I don't think it's a spot where you're going to trust them in cash games this week. Yeah, I love Zeke. I will probably have the most exposure. I mean, in cash games, he's my number one. Mm -hmm. I really want to figure out a way to get CMC in this week just because there's so much on the line for him um, just from a number standpoint. And then their offensive coordinator came out and said, listen, we want to get this guy to every number that he wants to get to. You know, we got a lot going on. So if you can't fit McCaffrey in, then Zeke's in there. I think Zeke's just going to be in there no matter what, whether or not I can jam McCaffrey. And this is a great spot for him. Um, you know, Dak's shoulder still isn't where it needs to be. And then on the Redskins side, so Haskins is out again, and you're going to yep. see Case Keenum. McLaurin yep. is banged up. So let's get to my guy from the University of Kansas, two straight weeks, and a lot of people still have not heard of Steven Sims, TJ. Yeah, Matt, I actually kick myself for not uh, touting him last week because he was one of those players that I saw the volume and ignored it. But now uh, he had his blow up game last week, so people will be on Steve Sims, but he's still priced down 6000 Fandle, $4,700 DraftKings. Uh, like I said, 10 plus targets in the last two weeks. Top 10 in target share over the last month. Mm. So Terry McLaurin, uh, if he doesn't play, he's still not practicing. We're recording this Thursday afternoon uh, with his concussion, hasn't cleared concussion protocol yet that gives steve sims a boost but uh i mean the the redskins aren't necessarily like motivated to win obviously they're out of it but uh they can play spoiler and sims is getting work uh um these these backup guys are guys that were backups uh uh for most of the season they're they aren't the type of players that we necessarily need to worry about not getting playing time so he's probably one of my top two or three players that i'm using to open up salary this week 
So that's the first game. Let's get yep. to the second game here. This is very intriguing. Mm -hmm. And I think from both sides, by the way, uh, I don't remember if we touted Ryan Fitzpatrick last week, but he paid off big time. Yeah. There's some always look at the bad games and see if you can find a way to stack those games. But, I think we had him as a core play. So yeah. hopefully people want some money on that. one. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I, I played him and um, it wouldn't surprise me if we did Patriots Dolphins though. This is fascinating. I think from both sides, but Tom Brady and Julian Edelman. Let's talk about these because New England needs to win to clinch a bye. There's a lot on the line for them yeah. in this game. We know how horrible Miami is, especially defensively. It's a monster spread for the Patriots, 16 points. So Tom Brady's 7,600 Fanduel, 6,000 DK. Edelman's 7,500 Fanduel, 7,300 DK. I did not play him last week because I thought mm -hmm. the injuries had mounted. Uh, he obviously had a good game. But Brady and Edelman. I don't like either one of these. I don't like Brady in cash, but I could make a case for him in GPP. How about you with these two guys? Uh, I, I You can make the argument that any quarterback in these must-win situations is cash, cash viable, especially against a, a team like uh, the Dolphins. But I'm with you. Um, he's priced so close to Dak and some of these other guys that we'll talk about coming up that he's probably uh, one of my, my least favorite options bef besides the next guy that we'll talk about just because of how spread out this New England team is, how much he struggled with um, his pass catchers uh, down the stretch, like outside of Edelman, just nobody has really stepped up. They had a good game last week, obviously, but um, he's, he's not necessarily the quarterback that I want to trust in cash, but the Patriots do have the biggest implied point total of the week, over 30 points. You mentioned the spread, favored by 16 Miami. Bottom 10 in schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed to every single position, uh, including 29th against quarterbacks and dead last against wide receivers. So that that dead last wide receiver ranking uh, makes me a little more confident in Julian Edelman, 7,500 on FanDuel, 7,300 on DK. That price is a little bit more palatable on FanDuel. It's a really high price point on, on DraftKings. Uh, so he comes in as a top four value among wide receivers on on FanDuel so Edelman's the guy that I trust in this game uh Brady uh he's he's fine but um there's there's better options this week and then the Miami side of the ball I mean we know how good the the Patriots uh defense is and you I mean Devontae Parker's the one guy that we've really been keen on um here but uh he'll probably get the shadow treatment this week so that that makes him a pretty risky play all right so that's uh intriguing game there just even the Dolphins side, you know, because mm -hmm. Parker is someone you might want to throw out there. I hate to bring up Patrick Laird's name again, <laughs> but if you're on DraftKings playing cash and you need some salary relief, I mean, four three on DraftKings, yeah. go get me, go get me twelve to fifteen points, and I'll be fine, so I can spend up somewhere else. Sure, sure. Um, that's. I mean, the the Patriots have. Uh, I mean, we saw them give up almost 100 yards in the first half to Joe Mixon a couple weeks ago. They've struggled. Uh, if there has a, been a position they've struggled against, it's been against the running backs. But I, I think there's probably a couple spots where we could get similar price savings at, at more volatile positions this week in cash. Um, so, I mean, Laird's probably too risky of a play, but uh, he, he is, I mean, cheap plus volume is something that you never want to, want to ignore in DFS. We're sitting here midweek. What is it, Thursday we're taping this? Mm -hmm. Patrick Laird is going to be in my cash pool for now. <laughs> All right. I know. I know. I, every time I try to get rid of 4-3, though, in that matchup. Yeah, that's really uh, cheap. Tough defense they're playing, but if you're down 30 to nothing, then Laird's going to get the ball a bunch. Right. Eagles-Giants. Here's one. Uh, Philly's got to win. Or Dallas has to lose. So yep. they're playing at the same time. Yep. 
Zach Ertz just saw this note that not only does he have a cracked rib, now he has a back issue. So mm. we're all over Dallas Goddard, right? He's got to yep. be the – it's him and Hooper and Kelsey. Like, is there any other tight end that you can either consider at this point? Because Dallas Goddard is in for a monster day. Yeah, tight end is, is pretty rough this week. Um, but this this is the one game where we have the team that – needs to win to get in or, or um, is at least playing motivated to get to the playoffs with some value uh, opening up on their side of the ball. So you'd mentioned Dallas Goddard. So I'll start there. 6,400 Fanduel. Um, that's pretty high for a tight end on Fanduel, but on DK, he's only 4,900. Uh, Ertz was uh, in and out of the game last week, um, but he was in. So it's worth noting that even with Ertz uh, active and, and out a little bit, Goddard, 90% of the snaps last week, 12 targets, both uh, season highs. If Ertz is completely out, uh, I mean, there's no reason to think Goddard doesn't play 100% of the snaps. And with their decimated uh, receiving core, he he could easily see double-digit targets. Probably ends up being like the de facto uh, wide receiver one with, um, with with how bad their, their receiving core is. But speaking to their receiving core, uh, Greg Ward is another guy on this team that opens up some salary. 5600 Fandle, $4,700 on draft. Kings, uh, almost eight targets per game over the last three weeks. Uh, Carson Wentz, um, I mentioned that there's there's a quarterback close to, price close to Brady that I don't necessarily love out of all these quarterbacks I'll bring up. So those are the two guys that I'm, I'm really not in love with. New York is 30th in schedule, just fantasy points allowed to uh, quarterbacks. But Carson Wentz, 7,700 FanDuel, 6,100 DraftKings. Um, if you look at the value reports on, on four for four, he falls well behind guys like Dak and Tom Brady in terms of value. Uh, <clears throat> Eagles only favored by four and a half with the 25 point implied point total. So you can find uh, more uh, upside and, and higher floors at your quarterback position this week. Miles Sanders. What, what do you think about him with Jordan Howard back? I think he's kind of relegated to a GPP play. He obviously has a ton of upside. He's been great, but uh, we just don't know what that, that touch share is going to look like with Howard back. Glad you brought him up. So, again, this is listening to the coaches and trying to decipher mm -hmm. what they actually mean, what they don't. So he's saying that Sanders is going to get the um, he's going to get the normal workload. He's yep. going to be the guy in the backfield. Mm -hmm. So then let's look at the guys that are around him then, because Sanders, to me, on DraftKings, I'm fine with. I, I totally use him in cash. But for one hundred dollars more, you could get Marlon Mack. Would you yep. rather have Marlon Mack or Miles Sanders this week? Uh I think probably Marlon Mack just because uh, I, I would guess their workloads are going to be pretty similar. Marlon Mack um, on paper has a better matchup. And the, th the scary thing about Sanders, even if he does get similar workload, the, the biggest concern is that Jordan Howard vultures a touchdown mm -hmm. or maybe even two from him. We don't have that concern with Mack. Yeah, I again, I like Miles Sanders a lot. But for $100 more, if I had the $100, I would go mm -hmm. to Marlon Mack. It's a really interesting uh, salary tier, too, on DraftKings. Because then Kenyon Drake's 7100 If I got $300 extra, I'm definitely going to Kenyon Drake. What do you think about Drake this week? You like him? Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get to that game. I like okay. that I like that side a lot, actually. Okay. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I do like Drake. Um, I, I do like that salary tier, too, just because, uh, I mean, we, we'll, we'll get to the other guys. But... Uh, Pretty much, I think everybody's going to be on Zeke, Kamara, and Jones pay up for running backs. So going to that like low 7K tier mix for some interesting lineup builds. Well, that's your fan duel right there because yep. th that's where it really gets crazy. Fournette and Sanders are both 7-4. Mm -hmm. Mac is 7-3. Mix and Drake 7-3. 
uh, Gordon Bell, 7271. So I think FanDuel is really the big one. And Miles Sanders is the guy that I would not mind playing in cash just because I think he's going to get the volume. Mm -hmm. But I think because of where he's priced the guys around him that don't have the risk of having a a veteran come in and swipe a touchdown away from him, yeah, I feel better elsewhere. But if you would have said that Miles Sanders is a cash play, I wouldn't have said no. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, th- I think it just exactly what you said. There are just other plays. Um, you're you're just able to get up to the the trustworthy, high price, high volume guys. Other teams that that need to win. Um, it's just not it's not too hard to get to them. So I don't see any reason not to in cash games. All right. So then we got the Texans and the Titans. This is a fascinating game. I'm actually mm-hmm. really looking forward to watching it. Uh, Deshaun Watson says he doesn't know if he's playing. The the, the Texans are basically going to be locked into the four seed. Yeah. I mean, the chiefs got to win. There's very few other things that are going to happen with the Texans. They should know by the time they play, which again, this is kind of strategic here, but you might want to play the early games, early game slate only, um, and wait to fill out your lineups for the later slate, just because there's so many question marks later yep. on, but the Titans got a ton to play with. Derek Henry's going to be back this week. Tennessee, all of a sudden, you know, they're favored because the Texans don't know what they're doing. And you and I had a little conversation about Ryan Tannehill. There is a lot on the line personally Mm -hmm. this week for Ryan Tannehill, TJ. Uh, I agree with you on all of those things. And I didn't even think about like playing on if you're going to play cash, just playing um, early only because of, of situations like this. There's only a couple um, like, like we mentioned up top, the NFL did a good job of making sure all these teams are playing at the same time. So um, they, they aren't going to be looking at who won, but this is the one situation where if the chiefs win, the Texans are locked into the four seed. Um, And obviously that could end up being a situation where we have the ones playing against the twos. Um, How much does Houston play their starters? If at all, Uh, and uh, it just, it it raises a lot of questions, at least on the Texans side of the ball. Uh, And even if the chiefs that we'll get to the chiefs uh, a little bit later, this is kind of a concern for, for them as well. But talking about the Texans, like how much are these situations, uh, are the teams actually concerned with the three versus the four versus resting their players? They're, they're essentially the same seed. The only way that's really going to, obviously it, it determines who you're going to play, but as far as like where the games are going to take place, most likely if they make it, if a three or four seed makes it through, they're going to have to go on the road twice. Um, you would need the one and the two seed uh, to both lose in the divisional round for them to get a home game in the championship. So like do the, even if the chiefs somehow blow it, do the Texans, do they even care? Like, I mean, I'm kind of saying hypothetically, but do you even have a take on if these teams care about the three versus the four? Um, Well, ultimately it depends on if you're going to get a home game later. Right. So I think they look at everything to tell you the truth. I think, yes, one seed could be a big difference. The five and the six seed, Maybe not as much of a difference because you you get a home, but three and four, I think actually is a pretty big yeah. difference yeah. or it can be a pretty big difference. So you're be. moving up yeah. right there. But my whole thing with this is just, I know the Titans are going to be playing. I yeah. know the Titans are going to want to go to the playoffs and there are some really good options on that side. Yep. And if it just so happens that, you know, Saturday we learn no matter what uh, Watson starting Hopkins, mm-hmm. all those guys are starting fine. But I'm not even in cash. I'm not even looking at the Texans side. I yeah. love what the Titans have to offer here. Yeah, me too. So they're they're back at full strength. Obviously, the the biggest uh, 
a mission from their team last week was Derrick Henry. Um, he'll be back to his workhorse role. Uh, we should mention that the Tennessee is favored by three and a half. The, the over-under is down to 45.5, um, but, but still favoring the Titans. Both these defenses really bad. 19th or worse in schedule, just fantasy points allowed to every single position on both sides. And as we mentioned, Texans could be playing there too. So Ryan Tannehill, uh, I really like him as a cash game option. I, I'd probably, even though he's priced almost the, the same as Dak, he's 500 more in DraftKings, but 100 less on FanDuel. Um, uh, Tannehill's probably my favorite cash game quarterback of the week uh, because they need to win. They're very, they've, he's obviously been hyper efficient and as a fantasy quarterback, Houston's a, a secondary that really struggles, even their starters, but all these incentives, uh, he's at 20, uh, sorry, 2,544 yards and 20 touchdowns right now. If he gets to 2750, $250,000. Um, if he gets to 3,000 yards, I would take a huge game, 450 yards, but it's possible, another $250,000. If he throws three touchdowns in this game, another $250,000. And if he throws five touchdowns in this game, somehow another $250,000. So <laughs> Tannehill could potentially make a million dollars this week uh, if he goes off. So, I mean, I, I don't even know if that's like narrative street. That's that's money. That's important. That's that's something um, that goes beyond wins and losses that, that we can think about. And then... If he that trickles down to his pass catchers, AJ Brown, 7,200 FanDuel, uh, $7,000 on DraftKings. He had a down week last week, so it's possible that he gets overlooked a little bit. And then John o. Smith, 5,800 FanDuel, 4,200 DraftKings. He's touchdown or bust. Uh, I mean, so he's a little more suited for FanDuel where you can take that, that variance on the volume. But Houston, uh, even if their starters do play, their last in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. We use a rolling, remember, we use a, a rolling. 10 week um, schedule for our schedules, just fantasy points allowed at four for four. So they actually last against uh, Titans. Now, if you didn't look at it, you would think it's the Cardinals, but again, that's adjusted for strength of schedule. So a team that really struggles. So the, all the main guys on that side um, are, are cash viable. Everybody. I mean, yep. John, has had a couple of big weeks. Now you talk about AJ Brown having a down week. I think he had a problem getting open, to tell you the truth. They handed the ball off to him, and he went for a, a big monster play. Yep. So what you have here is a quarterback that's extremely efficient. He's good with the down with the with the throws downfield, and you got a guy in AJ Brown that's just he can win you a GPP. Like if you're starting Tannehill this week, I think you have to have AJ Brown in there. I love sure. Janu. Um, Tajay Sharp was the guy, the the receiver du jour last week, but. Uh, Tannehill, Henry, AJ Brown. I mean, is that a horrible way to start a GPP? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I actually, they're one of the teams. They're probably my, my favorite um, team to team stack this week. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, you could, you could make the argument that you throw, if, if you're playing uh, these large field GPPs, you can throw in a game stack here, uh, maybe throwing like a DeAndre Hopkins or throwing a Kenny Stills, just hoping that they play their starters. And if they hit, um, then that's great. If if the Chiefs win or they're they're blowing them out and you catch wind that they're definitely going to sit their starters, you can, you, I mean, the sites have late swap, so you can have a contingency plan in place. But I think it's a good spot to get low ownership if you're willing to take the gamble. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely not considering any of them for, for cash. But uh, yes, that's a long way to answer your question. <laughs> I'm definitely team stacking the Titans. Yeah, I don't think we'll be the only ones. But uh, yeah, I love that. Then we got Saints and the Panthers. So... I mean, the Panthers are a complete debacle. The Saints, mm -hmm. 
the Saints are just going to go out and try to win. I think yep. it's pretty simple, right? Like there's motivation for them to continue to move up. There's no reason for them to sit anybody at this point. So that's a team that you should be uh, – uh, listen, they win and San Francisco loses, they get a one seed. They yep. win and Green Bay loses, they get the two seed. So everything's out there for the taking for them. Carolina, they're eliminated. Everyone's going to try and win. We'll see if DJ Moore ends up playing. He's got a head injury. But um, – New Orleans, huge, huge favorites here. So let's start with McCaffrey. I don't mm -hmm. know if there's anybody else from the Panther side you like, but again, this guy is going to go a thousand thousand. He's having the greatest uh, fantasy. I'm sure he's worried about that. Do you think that's in his contract? If you beat LaDadia Thomas' <laughs> 2006 season, you will get a $10 trillion bonus. But seriously, this guy is on pace to have the greatest fantasy season ever i think with 27 or 28 ppr points but he's got a lot of different numbers he's trying to hit mm -hmm. and when the carolina offensive coordinator comes out and says hey he's got a lot of numbers he's trying to hit and we're going to try and get him there that's all i need to hear it's almost like i don't want to pay eleven thousand on Fanduel, but this is probably the week i'm going to have to do that yep last year they rested mccaffrey in week 17 um but he's going for records this year so it sounds like they care about those things 67 receiving yards needed to uh, be the first thousand thousand back since marshall falk 216 total yards needed to uh, break chris johnson's uh, total yards from scrimmage record so if if he's going for 200 total yards and they're going after that um, then he's somebody that you're going to want in your lineups 11,000 FanDuel, $10,000 DraftKings. I'm But like Zeke, if right? You, if you yeah, if you want to get to him in cash, I understand it's it's a tough sell, um but there's definitely enough the pay down guys like I mentioned the Greg Ward, um if you want to do like a Russell Gage, there's a couple cheap tight ends like Johnu that we mentioned, Dallas Goddard on DraftKings. So you can get to McCaffrey this week. Um but uh yeah, as long as they keep saying that they're going for those records then by all means get McCaffrey in there I mean look Ezekiel Elliott is two thousand dollars less on DraftKings mm -hmm. and do I think Zeke's gonna have as big a week as McCaffrey personally I don't but he could right. yeah I mean he definitely could so the smart move in cash is probably gonna Elliott yeah, um for sure you gotta have Christian McCaffrey this week Scott Turner huh. that's his name he comes out and he says we're gonna get the guy the ball in any way we can I, I And I do think because he's so expensive, because people are going to be uh, kind of opting to get more of these players from these teams that are motivated or just cheap players playing against backups, uh, we, we could see relatively low ownership on uh, Christian McCaffrey. Like it might if, if it if if it turns out that a lot of people don't want to pay up for him in cash, we could see him like down like around that 20 percent range, which for him is, is pretty low. So then on the Saints side, this is the interesting mm -hmm. side, right? So Breeze, yep. I don't see any reason to pay up for him in cash. Uh, Michael Thomas, I always see reason for him to pay up <laughs> yep. for him in cash. There's three guys this year that have just been better than everybody else. I think we talked about it last week. McCaffrey, Thomas, and Jackson. You yep. know, if you've had those guys throughout the season, they've paid off. Absolutely. And so Thomas is there. Breeze and Kamara to me are the two guys we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. So do we believe in Kamara now that because he had that one big breakout game last week? He's got a great matchup against Carolina. 79 on FanDuel, 78 on DraftKings. Now, this is the recency bias. Like, I'm biased against him because he's had just one good week. Mm -hmm. Should I go back to Kamara this week? Uh, for sure. Carolina, um, last in schedule, just fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs. Uh, they've, 
they were a run funnel for most of the season, but down the stretch, they've just been bad all around. They've allowed uh, six straight teams to exceed their implied point total. That's the longest streak um, of the season by any defense this year. So they've just been giving it up every which way. Um, I, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but I definitely wrote it up because Camaro was my top uh, player to be overweight on in GPPs mm-hmm. last week. And the reason I'm fine going back to him is because it wasn't a, a usage issue for Camaro. His touches were pretty much in line with the last two years. His yards from scrimmage were actually pretty close to in line um, with what he was getting the last two years. The touchdowns just weren't there. Um, so we saw that come back in a big way last week. He's still going to get that usage against this really bad Carolina defense. Um, like you said, Saints, they need to win and get help to get that first round by. So they're going to be completely motivated to play their starters the entire game and win this game. Drew Brees, like you said, I'm not paying 8400 for him or $7,000 on DraftKings uh, to, to get to him in cash. But the Saints have potentially here to put up so many points that he's definitely somebody that's in my player pool. And then Michael Thomas, um, he's a player that's worth trying to get to in cash every single week. The only concern here was he was limited with a hand injury on Thursday. wasn't out there for the uh, public portion of practice, but it, it doesn't sound like they're overly concerned, but definitely keep an eye on it leading up to Sunday. Well, yeah, and then that's going to, if you're only paying up for one wide receiver, right? So. Oh, yeah. If Thomas is nine nine on DraftKings and Julio's eight five, he's yeah. going up against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Like you would say, oh, the same floor is there, but Michael Thomas's floor is the ceiling for a lot of guys. Absolutely. So I think that that's going to be a really interesting decision. You're not going to be able to get McCaffrey and Michael Thomas in your lineup and have any type of balanced lineup. You'll probably be going with like Case Keenum and the aforementioned yep. Patrick Laird. Yeah. If you yeah, do that, be okay. Going really low. So that's the question. Like, do you think Devontae Adams is going to go out and blow up against Detroit this week? Um, Julio, Michael Tom. I think that's to me is going to be the big decision. Where do I want to pay up for? Do I want to go up to those? Do I want to go up to Thomas or do I drop down to Julio or Devontae Adams? And then yeah. I don't even know if Hopkins is going to play and how much is Hill going to play. And then there's Edelman. That's why week 17 is so tricky. And I will be playing probably the one o'clock slates um, for cash. I should have mentioned at the top, um, this this week I usually dial back my volume. Not a lot, but definitely um, a, a, a little bit. Like if I'm playing 15% of my bankroll, I might drop it down to like 12 or 13, maybe even all the way down to 10 if you're, if you're super risk averse. And then if, if I am playing like an 80-20 um, split with cash games to GPPs this week, you could make the argument that you might want to go a little bit more GPP heavy, like 70, 30, even like 60, 40, if you're feeling really frisky, just cause there's so much variance this week. But um, you brought up Devonte Adams. That's, that's the last game we have to get to is at least as far as the teams that need to win to get in green Bay needs to win for a first round by, they still have a chance to get the one seed. So they're a team that will be playing um, their starters throughout the game as well. They're favored by 12 and a half with a implied point total, just under 28 Aaron Rodgers is similar to Drew Brees and Price, and in that, I don't think you need to pay all the way up for him in cash games. Uh, 8,300 FanDuel, 6,900 DraftKings, but like the Saints, the Packers are in such a good spot that Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to be in my player pool. Devontae Adams is a player that I'm, I'm looking at for cash games if you're looking to exploit this bad Detroit secondary. 8,400 FanDuel, $8,000 DraftKings. Uh, I have him projected quite a bit higher in terms of ownership uh, compared to Julio. So I'm going to, it's interesting to see how that will play out. Obviously teams are going, uh, sorry, players are going to want to get exposure to 
Falcons versus that Tampa Bay secondary. Um, but I would assume at the same price point, Adams will be a lot higher owned. I've seen other people saying that Julio is going to be higher owned. So that's going to be um, that that ownership percentage could end up and who you decide to be overweight on could be a big determining factor in who's uh, profitable in GPPs. But I love Devontae versus Detroit. Detroit last in schedule, just fantasy points allowed to quarterback 31st versus wide receivers. And then obviously Aaron Jones, kind of similar to Camaro, like we talked about. Do you go back uh, to Aaron Jones after he struggled and had his big game? I say yes. Eight thousand dollars Fanduel, eighty-two hundred DraftKings. Uh, Jamal Williams questionable with a shoulder, so that's been the biggest concern. Is Williams gonna siphon off touches from Jones? And if he's uh, limited, then obviously there's way less concern there. Hey, TJ Sharp Angle Sports, the exclusive home for NFL selections from James Salinas. He's the most successful Super Contest winner of all time. He won the Westgate Super Contest in 2015, and then he followed that up with a third place finish. And then in 2018, he finished 26th. And over the last four years, he's picked 85 games a year. He's racked up a remarkable record, 63.3% against the spread. There's only one place to get James Salinas' NFL against the spread and over-under selections every week. That is SharpAngleSports.com. Check out the site today. All right, so we went down some games here. Uh, let's get into some individual players, though, and I think it'll be really interesting. And, you know, the first player you got under other players to consider was Joe Mixon. He was a fascinating case study last week. How many people are going to get away from Joe Mixon because of the report that he had the runs? Well, he did, and he was really sick, okay? And it obviously affected him because he had been balling out the last five weeks, and then he faced a horrible Miami team. Everybody else went off, and he didn't. Um, you would think he'll be back to 100% this week, and he's going up against a Cleveland team that is not good against the run. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be off mixing because uh because of his performance last week just because of what we mentioned people are going to be trending towards these games that are uh on the the important side the team's playing for the uh the playoffs but if if you need to free up some salary and and you don't want to pay all the way up for all three running back spots then mixing is somebody cons- to consider 7300 on fanduel 7200 on on draftkings like a, a tier lower than uh, those guys that, that we mentioned before even though Cincinnati's been out of it, um, which, I mean, that's that's the concern this week, like which teams are out of it and not going to be playing their starters. Uh, they've been out of it for a while, but they've been continued to, to giving Mixon uh, workhorse work, uh, top six among all players and total percentage of team touches over the last month. Like you said, even last week when he was sick or had the flu, whatever it was, they still gave him 23 touches. Uh, Cleveland 25th in schedule, just the fantasy points allowed to running backs. The... Bengals are a small underdog, but they're at home, so that that should help a little bit. Uh, but I'm fine using Mixon Mixon in any format if you need to free up a little salary this week. Yep, he's just one name that's on the list. I'm with you. Uh, Joe Mixon is a very interesting one, and a lot of people maybe people didn't even know he was sick, and he just mm-hmm. didn't go off last it week. It came out, yeah. The, the news came out what like 30 minutes before lock. Right, yep, yeah, right before the game, and then we're all analyzing a video of him not <laughs> running out onto the field with the rest of his team did, and actually. There was good reason not to play him. Um, there's never a good reason to sit Cortland Sutton. I love this guy. I really hope Drew Locke is the answer so these guys can get a tandem going. Great spot this week. Cortland Sutton and the Broncos going up against Oakland. Last time we could say the Oakland Raiders. They'll be the Vegas Raiders after this. But Oakland's playing without a couple of big bodies in their secondary too. Uh, I like Cortland Sutton. I'm right there with you. 7,100 Fandles, 6,400 DraftKings. Uh, I like him on both sides. 
the the Broncos are not motivated to to win for themselves, um, but they got a lot of young players, Drew Locke, Corlin Sutton, um, uh, that they they want to continue using that have been playing very very well. Uh, Corlin Sutton and, and Drew Locke, after uh, kind of a slow start, looks like they um, that Locke has realized that Sutton is the the uh, alpha in that offense and the guy who wants to get the ball to the most 10 targets in consecutive games over the last two weeks. Uh, the Raiders bottom three in uh, touchdown rate allowed through the air. Uh, Denver could play spoiler to them. Uh, the Raiders, they're, they're like the, the longest shot to get in the playoffs. They need uh, to win and three like other things to happen, but they kind of like need four and a half things to happen. If, if the one domino that could, completely screw them over is the one we already talked about if the chiefs win and then the texans rest all their starters they need the titans to lose so they're gonna have the titans they could potentially have titans ones versus twos uh which would give almost like uh eliminate oakland's chances before that that even starts so uh i mean i don't think they're gonna be thinking that way but that's just another wrinkle to think about when we're talking about uh the teams that just from not even from a dfs standpoint just from like the the playoff scenarios um if casey wins oakland could be screwed yeah i'm not worried about oakland though i think gruden's just trying to do something there he's trying to yeah for sure they're gonna they're gonna they're i mean if you're looking at the raider side Mm -hmm. they're gonna play all their starters um but i mean i'm i'm definitely down with with playing sutton in cash against the secondary are you all right with washington then on the other side of things going up against denver's defense oh for sure i mean he's he's just one of those few guys they pressed him up a little bit i don't have his salary in front of me um, but he's definitely get the the uh, the workhorse load. Um, he's priced at sixty three hundred on Fanduel, uh, fifty two hundred on DraftKings. So he, I mean, Denver is top five in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed. But I mean, you're going to get a, a running back. We talk about it all the time. A running back that can can get twenty touches at that low salary. We have him as a top six running back value on on DraftKings. Um, barely in the top 10 on Fandle, but yeah, I'm fine playing, uh, uh Washington for sure. I, I definitely think he's, he's, a, he's definitely in my player pool and you can make the argument that he's cat. If you're trying to get to CMC, um, that's one of the ways to get there. Uh, we got Austin Hooper at tight end, 6,000 Fandle, 5,800 DraftKings. Uh, my eyes definitely went there first at tight end. The Tampa Bay defense is a complete debacle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, even in the running game, the Freeman's a guy that I'm fading this week. But as far as Tampa Bay goes, anybody, Matt Ryan, Austin Hooper, Julio, all those guys, or I think even Russell Gage is probably a guy. To me, this yep. will be the game that I stack um, the most will be this. And I remember last year, these two teams playing, nothing mattered either. There's just too much offense to be had. Austin Hooper's a guy you definitely got to go to. I think that OJ Howard in cash is fine. Uh, I wouldn't... I, wouldn't be surprised if Bright sniped a touchdown here, but I'm fine with Howard too at a cheaper price. But Austin Hooper, to me, out of the the whole Atlanta offense, he looks like the safest thing as we tape this on Thursday because Julio's still a little banged up. Yep. If I'm if I'm looking to uh, get exposure to uh, a player versus Tampa, Tampa Bay secondary, it's going to be Austin Hooper, and that's because I mean Julio is obviously the most dominant there, but at that price point. 
I'm going Devonte over Julio. I know I'm, I'm I might be in the minority there, uh, just the way things look like on on Twitter and and listening to other people talk so far this week. But I'm going Devonte over Julio. Uh, but I still want exposure. If you don't trust um, Russell Gage, you can go down to like a player like Greg Ward instead. Then Hooper's the guy that you want to get exposure. Uh, Six thousand Fanduel, fifty-eight hundred DraftKings. So he's not cheap, but he's not crazy expensive either. We have him projected as a top two value on both sites at the position. Seven targets per game since returning gets the red zone looks. Uh, so he's he's a great play this week. All right, then we got the players against teams that are just punting or mm-hmm. resting. Um, Baltimore not playing their guys, and I th- think the thing to look at with Baltimore is check out what's going on in their secondary. Yeah. If Peters and Smith sit, because even though it's not like they're going up against this amazing offense or anything, mm-hmm. that the Baltimore defense is sitting too. That's an opportunity. Uh, Minnesota, again, Kirk Cousins, I don't know if he's playing or not. I would lean toward them not getting much run. Buffalo, uh, they're probably going to sit their starters. Most of, Listen, some of these guys got to play too, by the way. Right, yeah, yeah. There's only a certain amount of roster spots that you can just <laughs> yeah. sit guys out. So some of them are going to play. Absolutely. And then you had the Rams here, teams resting. I didn't mm-hmm. see that the Rams were going to do that. Did you see that? Yeah, McVay okay. said something in a press conference that uh, he he said something to the effect of he's not going to give any starters or uh, veterans unnecessary risk if they have any injury. Um, and then they they listed off a couple specific names. Uh, Jared Goff was in there, and then I, I think a couple wide receivers were in there as well. So uh, the Rams, I mean, I don't know if they're going to be like just resting starters just because, but he's one of the few coaches that is out of it that specifically said he doesn't need to to play his starters in week 17 um Jalen Ramsey already out so he's just out from injury and then anyone else on that defense uh that that doesn't have any reason to play they're potentially going to be resting so that just that's a team to probably avoid across the board in DFS but a team that we might want to target uh from the other side yeah but what if we hear Gurley's not playing then and Brown has been nothing but he might yeah get volume, yeah, yeah right if, so, if we get confirmation that somebody's yeah. completely out yeah yeah well, what would we you think a, of Brown a though? cheap uh like starting running back absolutely not, Brown is not real life good it's been a little surprising but he'd get volume but for sure would we throw him defense. into the cash pool though um if we get like definitive word that Gurley's getting zero snaps, absolutely. Uh, as much as even after uh, McVeigh said all of that, the Rams are still favored by seven with a twenty point uh, total. So mm-hmm. uh, nothing's adjusted for that. But I mean, the fact that that he said that, and then we have our projections pretty much spread out between starters and backups uh, in that game. Like we don't have anybody with a, with a huge projection. Um, it's just it's that's a spot where we're just gonna have to watch any uh, news blurbs or or beat writers. Yeah, because I got two guys right there, right mm-hmm. at the same price point. I got Amir Abdullah at thirty nine hundred, and I got Malcolm Brown at four K mm-hmm. on DraftKings. And I think that it could be a case where they're both viable. Yep. Everybody was on Boone last week. Well, Boone, Boone just kept running into blockers. Yeah. It didn't work out. Maybe Abdul is there. Malcolm Brown's 4K. That's a free square, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. So um, just throwing it out there. I'm, I'm looking. Uh, no, absolutely. Let's roll down the rest of this year. Oh, so of course I bring up the. Uh, here we go. Let's look at James Washington from Pittsburgh, right? So yep. this is a big one. 5600 Fanduel, 4600 DraftKings. Just check out who's playing, who isn't playing. But James Washington has had some huge weeks. He's been very efficient. And I think that I'm glad you brought his name up. Um, it makes me scared because I didn't think anybody would be on him. And all of a sudden you are now. 
I, I don't think that many people will be on him. Uh, one thing we should note that even though Baltimore, Minnesota, Buffalo, and then possibly the Rams could be playing a lot of backups, it, it will be tempting to be like, oh, well, we're getting a bunch of cheap players um, and, and there's potential for some blow-up games there. We should note that all of these games, um, or three of them, the, the Jets-Bills, uh, Bears-Vikings, uh, Steelers-Ravens, these are all the three lowest over-unders of the week. Um, all these spreads are, are uh, two points or lower, so none of these teams are projected for over 20 points. Uh, so if you're looking for plays in, in these games, uh, they should be one-off plays. But James Washington, 5,600 Fandle, 4,600 DraftKings. Uh, if somebody's going to, to pop and have a big blow-up game uh, in this spot, it's probably Washington. He's their deep threat, uh, over 15 yards, average depth of target. You're going to get him at low ownership, potential uh, ones versus two spot. So that, that if there's a one-off in that game, that's what I'm looking at. Okay. Uh, James Washington. Jamison Crowder's my guy. In all likelihood, well, not all likelihood. Robbie Anderson's definitely banged up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jets are going up against a defense that isn't going to be playing anybody. There's really no motivation there. Jamison Crowder's my guy. 5,600 FanDuel, 5,100 DraftKings. He is going to be, um, I don't know if he's going to be a core play in my GPP. I'm going to be slightly overweight on him. Let's just put it that way. Because the Bills aren't playing anybody, man. They're already in. They're yep. locked in. Nothing's going to happen. If Robbie Anderson in there, it is Sam Darnold to Jamison Crowder. Yep. Uh, again, it's just the same thing I said. Uh, low scoring game, but if I'm looking for someone, it's going to be a one-off. Um, and it's it's just a, a volume versus backup type of deal. Uh, I don't have a strong take on the other side with Bills playing backups. Uh, do, do you like anybody? I mean, I'm probably, again, I'm not like stacking any of these games, but is there anyone on the Bills side that is just a, a cheap play? Um, even though like if the Jets are playing their starters, that's fine, but their defense has been bad anyway. So anyone worth worth a look on the Bills side? I think if if Allen's out, don't you just have to go look at a minimum salary quarterback like Matt sure. Barkley? Sure, I just mean, because it's going to open up a ton of salary. Yeah, I mean, I don't know yeah. if I'd do it in cash. No, no. But, I mean, if we learn that Allen's out, like, why not go after Barkley? I don't Yeah, and the, yeah, I mean, the 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 logic there would that if you could do like a a Barkley um and and then I mean whoever I don't know what the cheap wide receiver Isaiah would be, like McKenzie Foster or something or Foster or McKenzie yeah. or one of those yeah. guys yeah just yeah just throw it throw a dart maybe like maybe just like two out of a hundred lineups and then it's just gonna let you be the the rare team that has like a Michael Thomas and a Christian McCaffrey but if you're if you're doing that it needs to be to get to like you have to be very uh, specifically trying to get like Michael Thomas and, and Christian McCaffrey together just because not, not a, lot, a lot of lineups are going to be able to get to that combo. So that's the logic there, I think. Yeah, and I'm not going with the Frank Gore's going to score two times just because <laughs> no, it's his no. last game and they want to do that. But uh, on the other side of things, I think Devin Singletary, you know, how much work is he going to get? Um, mm. Let's look at it. And if you think he's going to get a full workload, maybe you go that way. But yeah, I think the Bill side, you're definitely, here's the problem. The teams that said they're sitting guys, they're going up against, they're either going up against good defenses or their offense is kind of anemic. Sure. So we look at what the Pittsburgh side, they're going up against Baltimore. Do you feel really that good no. about anybody from Pittsburgh? Nope. James Washington, fine. I'm fine with James yep. Washington. Connor's probably going to be out. I'm not going to go back to that backfield. Yep. And then with the Jets, Crowder, maybe Lev Bell, uh, maybe. And then on the Bills side, like their offense already wasn't very good. But if you mm -hmm. wanted to say, oh, Barkley's going to go in there, at least I'll have a chance to get me some points, then I think that's the way to go there. 
Uh, Arizona is another team that you had brought up. Like it's season long. If you have had Saquon Barkley and Kenyon Drake, you're just, you, you won. You had to have won. <laughs> yeah. Kenyon Drake is unstoppable right now. And he's priced down 7,300 Fandle, 7,100 DraftKings. Like at this point, how can you say there's anybody with a higher ceiling than this guy besides for Christian McCaffrey, maybe Ezekiel Elliott. To me, he's the number three guy on the board. Uh, yeah, we saw it with his four touchdown game. Uh, it's, I mean, you can't really argue that he doesn't have the same ceiling as McCaffrey now. 42% of the team's touches over the last month is the highest, uh, seventh highest in the league. Like I said, Arizona, they're a seven-point underdog. But if the Rams do uh, end up sitting some starters, then it's just worth the play because you have potentially get a workhorse versus even if it's just a few backups, it's worth it. Um, and then I actually, I really just like this, this whole offense, uh, period, just because of the potential of playing backups. But the thing we do know is Jalen Ramsey is out and Christian Kirk has been playing on the outside more earlier in the year. They were running. I mean, they're still running uh, a bunch of receivers, but he was playing more, uh, slot him and Fitcher were both playing slot in those four wide receiver sets. Christian Kirk's been playing on the outside more, so he should be able to take advantage of Jalen Ramsey being out 5,700 Fandle, 4,700 DraftKings. Uh, he's going to open up a lot of salary for you. Yep. No doubt about it and then um so drake kirk any other things i know tyler lockett has some stuff going on with him yeah uh you want to that's that's i mean for anyone playing showdown like DraftKings doesn't even have a full sunday slate on the website right now fanduel does but uh that's the late game but you brought that up uh what does he have for the so uh, he's, he can, if he catches a touchdown he gets 200 mm -hmm. grand yeah and then what does he have? Like he needs to get nine or 10 catches for another hundred grand. Okay. So, yeah. So he could, he could make 300 grand uh, this week. So, I mean, if you're playing showdown, he might be someone to consider throwing in, in your captain spot, at least in a few lineups. Yeah. And then that showdown. So it's like, what am I doing? What do I do with Marshawn Lynch? What do I do <sighs> with I'm not touching Robert that backfield. Turbin? Who who was it? Hogan, you said was his yeah, name. Yeah, Homer. Right? They're, they're, they said it sounds like Travis Homer's getting Homer. The, uh, at least for this this week, he's going to be the the lead back. So we haven't projected the highest at four for four right now, but uh, that's probably just going to be a, a hot hand scenario. I mean, I I don't know. I can't imagine that like Marshawn. I mean, even if he's like working out, I, I don't think he was expecting to play this year. So I don't <laughs> think he was out there like doing like football workouts six days a week or something. No, the interesting thing though, is when Wilson had his press conference, he's like, once Penny went down, they were talking to Marshawn about coming, mm -hmm. but there's oh, no way you can walk off of the street and just come and, and play and run 20 times. Even if it is yeah. Marshawn lunch, it's not happening. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's so. I happening. mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not touching the backfield even in showdown. And then there's a couple of teams you said that could rest mid game before we yep. get to those teams. That is why I'm playing cash on my early slate. The later yes. slate, there's so many questions that have to be answered that I don't even think the teams know what they're doing. And if a team doesn't know what they're doing, how am I supposed to know what they're doing, right. TJ? The Chiefs and the right. Texans, like... Yeah, the, yeah, we already covered the Texans. Um, if if the Chiefs win, then Texans will be locked in that four seed. The Chiefs are probably the most interesting case of the week because the only thing that they can change is... Um, getting the first round by if the Patriots lose they're playing at the same time but the Patriots are favored by 16 um in uh, over the Dolphins so again it goes back to the Chiefs still can't get the three seed instead of the four seed as long as they don't lose but if if Patriots are up by like 20 in the fourth quarter the Chiefs find that out and even if the Chiefs are only up by like 10 or something 
do they just decide like we're not going to get the first round by let's not take a risk even though we're only up by like 10 or 12 or something on on getting somebody hurt and just let them sit out like the last quarter or the last like three or four series i mean if that's the case that's that's a lot of playing time that you could potentially lose so they're still in a good spot they still have a big implied point total they're still big favorites but that's just the one spot where i think people might just like blindly say chiefs need to win um because of that and not really think that all the way through so i'm I'm not going to ignore them but where i might be crazy bullish on them on on in gpps i'd probably just pull the reins in on that a little bit um just something to think about you know that the bills are going to run their starters out there for like a quarter and a half and josh allen's going to run for two touchdowns and for <laughs> yeah third, and that's where get, the, get the rushing bonus in the first yeah, quarter yeah and that's yeah. that's what's going to happen good luck is all i could say uh you talked about cash i mean I am way dialing back cash. You said you actually cut down on your just overall money and play money and play. Such a volatile week. This is Um, the week where I'm kind of like, all right, I celebrate this. I made this much money. I'm going to go up. I'm going to take this much of my profit and it'll be more than I've played at any point in time this season. Sure. It's not going to be YOLO obviously, because I got a lot to play in the playoffs, but I'm going to be spending a little bit more this week. And you know, if you could just pay more attention to the news, this is going to be a lot like preseason. If you pay more attention to the news, closer as the games are about to kick off, you're going to have a massive advantage. I'm just telling you that right now. Absolutely. I don't know if you play. took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, you play preseason. You know it. If you don't play preseason, just know this. Have more information than the other guy as close as it can go to lock. And if you usually just get hammered during the games, don't (laughs) do it till the second game start because there's going to be some manipulation of your lineup as we learn more things during the day. Yeah, late swap's going to be important for that, for that um, not the second slate, but for the afternoon games if you're playing full slate. So definitely uh, really, really good tips for this week. Anything else? Uh, man, that that uh, pretty much wraps it up. Uh, obviously, we have all the content um, on 4 for 4 to wrap up things for week 17. Uh, we will be going through the uh, championship week with this podcast at 4 for 4. We're dialing it down. We're just going to be doing uh, a, a full slate breakdown for um, each site. So uh, FanDuel, DraftKings, Yahoo, that'll be the only DFS content. We'll still have our tools and projections up. So um, if you haven't signed up yet and you just want to kind of get a a little taster of what 4 for 4 is and you're thinking about it uh, for next year, we still do have 25% off uh, if you use promo code DFSMVP. So that brings the sub down to $37. So if you want to get some action in for the last uh, month of DFS, uh, only thirty-seven dollars. That's um, that's cheaper than buy-ins of most uh, tournaments. Uh, so check it out if you like the podcast. Uh, please go on iTunes and give us a nice rating and review. Uh, again, we're going through Championship Week here, but we, I know a lot of people uh, don't play uh, those slates or kind of fall off after the holidays. So if you've been with us all year, thank you. I appreciate it. Looking forward to uh, to twenty twenty. Um, if you are sticking around, thank you as well. We'll be talking you through the playoffs but uh awesome regular season excited to do this holden excited to talk to you i know we got three more weeks but uh but but thanks for the regular season guys uh if you want to check us out more check us out on twitter holden at holden radio myself at tj hernandez and of course four for four at four for four football we will talk to you guys in 2020 